Left. Right. Yo, thank you for joining Sip Talk. Today's episode, just kind of some top-line headline stuff James and I are talking about. Plus, James is in his new place, so he'll be filming from the new location, the new home in Charleston, South Carolina. Check out the episode. Let me know what you think. This is Sip Talk. Grab a drink and enjoy. Cheers. Welcome to episode 91 of Sip Talk. My name is Justin DiGiulio. My co-host is James the Bosnator Boswell, accountant extraordinaire, philosopher, bartender, and professional referee out of Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, I am in the state flanking Manhattan, that is New, New Jersey. Um, James just took a trip to Walmart. You know, I haven't been to Walmart in a really long time. I would say maybe a year, um, which is weird because, you know, before living in New York, New York City, Walmart was kind of like your go-to place for pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. But New York City has banned Walmart. Did you know that? I didn't think it was banned. I thought it was that Walmart didn't want to try and put put a store down there because they knew that the workers would immediately try and unionize and Walmart's all not in union. Mm, it was my understanding that New York City banned Walmart, which there's Target in New York City and there's there's other stores like that. But uh, but there's no Walmarts in the city. So and did, did you ever watch that Walmart movie? No. Where Walmart uh, came in and, and basically they just show a bunch of different stories of a bunch of different cities that Walmart came in and like all the businesses went out of business and a lot of, you know, the local economy just kind of went in the shitter because people weren't making money. They weren't getting health benefits. I think the truth is somewhere in the middle. It might actually be banned. Mm. They might like the city might not allow it to, to start a store. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure. And that I don't know which mayor came up with that but um according to this every time they propose a site the local residents um demand the city council members reject the bid interesting well that doesn't surprise me um i got a handful of headlines i want to uh i want to cover and then a few questions about the move for you um i'm i'm pretty excited to learn more details some will learn off air uh, you know, just because, but your background looks a little cleaner, a little crisper. Uh, that's It'll good. Get better once I actually have a chance to unpack everything. Um, cause now like I've thrown out a ton of stuff and I want to try it like for the last year, knowing that I was going to move, I just stopped caring about little things that became medium things. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to be blowing this up all anyways. So why spend the time reorganizing everything? when I'm going to have to just blow it up again if I do so. Um, so now is an opportunity for me to take a whole bunch of stuff that I haven't touched in years that was set out for some reason at one point and just leave it in the box. And if I need to get it, I can find it in the box. Fair enough. Hopefully you'll start unpacking boxes soon, start organizing. I've done a ton of work already. Like I, I, I was astounded how many clothes I had and they're all put away. <laughs> Dude, the clothes thing is like, yeah, because I mean, I basically live off of like the five or six items of clothing that are pretty much on the top. 
And I'll tell you one thing about living in New Jersey is that I sent out, we, we sent out dry cleaning last week. Now in New York city, you can, I just, the dry cleaner is downstairs, was downstairs in my building. So I would drop it off at the dry cleaner on my way out, but I could just leave it at the desk where they would pick it up at the door. And then it's done usually the next day and it's delivered to the front desk. And on my way in, they just hand me the clothes. Um, in New Jersey, it took seven full days. So this, this is the eighth day that the dry cleaners had to close and they were done today. I, I, I was saying, you know, that's what do you have dry cleaned? Uh, work clothes, white shirts, and uh, you don't and just wash pants. your white shirts sometimes, but you know, depending, but also, especially the dress pants. I, de- I do wash the white shirts the majority of the time, um, but every once in a while, you know, they're white, so like a stain or something like that. And then get this. Um, so you know, going into uh, let me back up going into coronavirus when they shut the gyms down. I was really bummed. I started running a lot and then I hurt my foot. And then I was, I was borderline depressed because I like to be active and I, I couldn't do anything and there wasn't much to do. So I was like, what am I going to do about fitness? Like I could buy, you know, some, first off, you couldn't buy dumbbells or weights. And it wasn't like in my 700 square foot apartment in Manhattan, I was going to get like actual exercise equipment and like real heavy weights. So I, I'm not like a fucking kangaroo I'm doing jumping jacks and bullshit inside my apartment. And like, that's not the type of workout that I like to do anyways. I like to weight train and then I like to run and sometimes bicycle. Bicycling last summer wasn't possible because everybody in their fucking extended family was on a bicycle in New York City, which means if you go more than 12 miles an hour, you will kill a small child when they like tilt and turn on their bike. So bicycling was bullshit and I hurt my foot so I couldn't run. Long story short, I couldn't work out the way I wanted to. I started getting a bit depressed. And, uh, and I heard somebody somewhere in a podcast or something, YouTube video, uh, kind of contextualize things and say, look, everybody's kind of putting their lives on hold. And, you know, if, if you got to put your fitness on hold for a few months and just let things go and then just get back to it afterwards, that's what you got to do. So I just, you know, I kind of put the fitness thing on hold and because the gyms were closed and I couldn't run. And those are the only things I like to do. So uh, I just didn't stress about it for basically the last nine months um, or nine of the last 12 months. But I had to buy some new suit jackets because I didn't fit into my old clothes. And I actually burst a seam in a jacket. Uh, about a month ago, which was a was a new larger size jacket. So I, when that hit, I was I was pretty bummed. But at least I, you know, I told you I haven't been drinking as much, and I've been trying to eat a little cleaner. So um, I burst I burst the seam in this jacket. I haven't worn it for about a month, and it just came back from the dry cleaners, and uh, now it's too big. So kind of cool, but also I kind of sad because I've been waiting on this jacket to come back. Um, so now it's got to go back to the, go back to the tailor and actually get taken in again. So, although this time it'll probably be a different, different place. Um, but that was just my two cents on oh, let's uh, hit some headlines, dieting and, and being in shape. So look, so, um, yeah, I hit some drudge report. I also got this new, uh, new thing I subscribed for It's called social animal. And you can t- basically type in different topics and it will share with you 
the biggest headlines or what what's shared the most or commented on the most on Twitter or something like that. So I was checking some stuff out. Um, there was a defund the police protester. I don't know what city it was in, but they decided to scale a building and then fell off the building. So I watched this video. It was very painful to watch. The guy got up to basically the second floor and tried to climb on to like the the overhang that hangs over the doorway. And uh, he just slipped and basically fell and broke his hip, <sighs> which was kind of shitty to watch. Um, I don't like watching videos of people getting injured. I don't, I want I get a weird tingly feeling in my balls. Every time I watch somebody about to, about to like face plan or some shit that bothers me when I watch that shit, but also I don't get off on watching people bust their ass. Like that's not something I enjoy doing. Um, yeah, like, videos of like people falling over like clumsy things where where there's no injury that can be funny but when you can tell that someone was actually hurt um yeah no i mean it, 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 i the actual hurt thing is like you don't and most of the time you don't know uh you can kind of tell because like there's video there's a great well, a lot video. of times i just cut off you know there's a, there's a great video of like some kids playing indoor soccer and a kid like takes a shot and then like hits a kid in the head and the ball bounces back to him. So he, sh he kicks it again and it misses him and it hits the wall and the kid turns around and it comes off the wall and hits the kid in the nuts. <laughs> All right. Um, like, no permanent injury. Just. Yeah. Those, yeah, exactly. Those are funny ones. Those are funny ones. Um, there was a comment about me skipping breakfast. I wasn't intentionally sk skipping. I made a comment about how typically if you want to change for the better, or you want to do something, this is a post I made on TikTok, that you have to sacrifice something in your life. Like, you know, we remember we were talking about the Olympics, uh, one of the episodes last summer, and we were talking about how there's a great deal of sacrifice that goes into being excellent. And if you want to be great at something, you can have That's to basically all you can do. You have to sacrifice. Yeah, if you, if you want to be an Olympic athlete, that is literally it's your full-time job and then some. Not only are you training, but you're dieting and you're living that life. Yeah, and you're, you're not going out. You don't have friends. No, I mean, my, my only thinking on that, uh, conversely, is that if it's like a newer sport, you don't have as much competition. So, like, you just have to be decent at it. <laughs> but but I, I think for the most part, to get, the Olymp to get to the Olympics, most of them are more popular sports. Makes me think of a story. This is, I think, in the 80s. Um, there are some English guys in, in a bar in England that got drunk and we're talking about how there are no like world champions of like that. The English aren't world champions of anything. So they, they invented a sport in that bar so that they could say that the English, that there was an English world champion of something. Yeah. And the world, and the sport was something like toe wrestling or something. So like you think like thumb wrestling, but with toes. Yeah. yeah. And so this bar then became like the world championship for toe wrestling. And, oh, that's, and, yeah. And, yeah. But then, then a couple of years later, a guy from Canada came over and won. Oh, that's so shitty. But that's my point. If it's a newer sport, for the most part, you you know you don't have to be excellent at it. Um, you know, but that's my that's my thought on that toe wrestling. Uh, you think it really was toe wrestling? Because if not, like I'd really like to figure out what what sport it was. Um, well, let's, let's um but look, so I got I got some other. Uh, you hear they they caught this guy that was throwing molotov cocktails 
at a at a, one of the George Floyd protests. Or yeah, no, 1974. Um, the game was invented by four drinkers at Ye Old Royal Oak Inn in Welton, Staffordshire in 1974, bemoaning the fact that the United Kingdom struggled to produce any world champions. And it's very similar to arm wrestling, but you use your feet. And but it's when. called toe wrestling. Yes. All right. Let's 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 move on from that one. Let me hit you with some I'm, more. I'm just amazed that I was able to get that right. I well, I feel like that might not be something that you'd easily forget. Um all right, I got I got you on another headline though. Um are you tuned back in with me or are you still on yeah, the internet? No, no. All right. They I, I was saying they caught this guy that was throwing Molotov cocktails at one of the protests last year. You hear heard about this guy throwing Molotov cocktails? No. Did we ever make any Molotov cocktails? Um I feel like that was something No, we never made like an actual because the thing is we didn't want to have broken glass to clean up. Uh that would have been a giveaway, yeah. Yeah, we, we covered our <laughs> tracks pretty well despite despite the fact that burning gasoline leaves an incredibly unique smell. But it's funny because my mom listens to this podcast on Facebook and a couple of weeks ago, she listened to the podcast. I don't know what we were talking about, basically lighting shit on fire. And uh, she's like, ah, no, no wonder <laughs> every time I went to gas up the lawnmower, <laughs> the gas tank was empty in the garage. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, there was there was a, a lot of stuff that that you right, know. but yeah, we were smart enough to not leave broken glass because like your mom drives out of the driveway and has two flats. Or anyone? Oh, I guess I don't know if we were driving at the time. Um, no, this is before we had driver's license. Yeah, so we were <laughs> we were bored. licensed to play with gasoline and, and and light shit on fire on us. But no, so they caught this guy uh, throwing Molotov cocktails, which is good. The, the the vast majority of the protesters were nonviolent, obviously some crazy shit that happened but but there's been a lot of talk about george floyd lately have you been following any of this the trial yeah a little bit i, I can't like the headlines get updated once or twice a day as to based on whatever testimony happened and while i'm at work if i'm waiting for a program to load or something i'll usually quick and flick to like google news just to see what some headlines are like read just the headlines for a minute and a half go back to work and so I'll occasionally catch the headlines for what's going on in the trial, but I'm not following it all that closely. What What is bothering me about the whole trial is where the focus is. Uh, I, I think the trial, really, it shouldn't be that complex of a case to try. Um, here's the video. It, okay, case closed. Well, I mean, they watched this guy use excessive force, and as a result, the suspect died. But they're going into like just total character defamation on George Floyd. Well, and, and, and what else do you have as the defense? And, but that's my point is it has not, the, any, uh, I, uh, a while back, I heard about like some area being named George Floyd Square. And I like that's great in remembrance that's probably the of air, like the, the intersection right in front Where, of the yeah. store. And that, and that would be a reasonable place to name. But I don't think that there's a lot of people going out there saying this was a terrific citizen, upstanding member of society. Uh, He didn't live a public life. He was just a dude, you know, I guess he used some drugs or his girlfriend used some drugs, something like that. 
a lot of people do drugs. They're, yeah, and he not, passed a not, counterfeit twenty foot twenty dollar bill. And but, he, he, but who knows if he even knew it was counterfeit? Doesn't matter. It it's so. The point is, my should point. you get killed for passing a twenty dollar bill? And that and that's the. I don't. But I don't think all this bullshit needs to be. Has nothing to do with a fake twenty dollar bill. It has nothing to do with drugs. It has nothing to do with kind of. He could be a piece of shit. For okay, all but again, put yourself in the shoes of a defense lawyer. What? case do you have but how is how are they even no, how is what the judge case do you even, have you don't have a case you okay don't have so case. so if you don't have a case then what do you do i get i mean i guess you have to start making shit up and but, but the so but the point is the media is buying into this and well because it's sensational it. the the media is not in the game of oh, so bad. truth it's what gets people to click on a headline what gets people to tune in and stay through the ad break and that's going to be sensational headlines and people that and and character character traits the, and the, drama. The the media should should rather be saying the defense is arguing that George Floyd was a shitty person. They're not defending the act. And 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 really it's police brutality and there's an aspect of racism. But really the overlying thing here is the police brutality. Okay. Uh, and, here's and, an old saying for for lawyers it's if the facts are on your side pound the facts if the law is on your side pound the law if yeah, neither the facts or the law are on your side pound the table pound the table <laughs> um yeah man i i just i don't i don't think that they should be bringing up the history of george floyd and all the mistakes what else can made. they do I just, I, but I think, I think, and the, we're talking about it. Obviously there's some people that listen to us. I think there needs to be more conversation. Obviously we don't have as many followers as big media, but then there's probably a good reason for that. We're definitely not sensationalists, <laughs> but I, but I think it's important to have a discussion that it doesn't matter if George Floyd was Tom Cruise or, you know, if he was a bum on the street or somewhere in between that's, that's irrelevant to the fact that a cop could kill you in the street through excessive force right uh, and but i think that's what the prosecution is focusing on well here's 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 what uh cheryl on tiktok just said putting the victim on trial is not the answer here and that's a real the, well, <laughs> george floyd literally has very little to do with with this entire okay, no, case. no she's completely right but again what you have to think about it from the perspective of the defense I'm not on the defensive side. I think that the, the cop is guilty and he should go to prison. But if I were his defense lawyer, then I would be trying to come up with any reason, any justification whatsoever, because the way that the legal system works is you just need to have reasonable doubt. And if you can create reasonable doubt by trying to make the jury believe that George Floyd might have been a threat because of drug use or bad characters and bad character in the past or whatever. Look, I, I get what you're. I get, I'm looking I, at. I'm looking at a case that I'm going to lose, and I'm going to lose horribly. So I need to come up with whatever no, gives get, me the yeah, best no, I'm not, chance. I'm not arguing. And with you, I'm yeah. not being paid to be a good person here. I'm being paid to be a lawyer defending someone lawyer. who killed who killed a a man in cold blood on video with oh, pretty God, much impunity. And so I'm, so if I'm the defense so lawyer, I've got to come up with something. 
And so you know that's what, probably you know the best that the defense can do. Give me a better argument that the defense has. No, you're, you're the right. defense lawyer for George I mean, and you're, What and are you going I, to say? I think the point that you're making is that the defense needs to do something. And, that, and this is what they've chosen to do. So what else? Uh, do, what other choice do they have? That's what I'm asking. They don't. They don't. And, and, and a defense attorney, you know, for whatever they're being paid, I'm sure it's a decent amount of money. Um, you know, they're, they're got to argue something. So you're right. But it just to me, I just I think it's it sucks. Um, well, that's what a trial is. Trials suck. Nobody enjoys being in a trial because. It just means that all this stuff gets dragged out and thrown in public view, and it, it, nobody really wins in a trial. Well, sometimes they do, but not trials it, like this. Not who wins? Trials. Who wins here? Like George Floyd's well, dead. Well, yeah, but a not lot coming of, back. A lot of people want some justice. Seeing as right, but, let, let's think about this: the police officer goes to jail. His family's destroyed. His life is destroyed. Well, needs, yeah, I get police it. Police racism it. still exists. Police are still going to be doing shitty things. Yes, there's some modicum of accountability demonstrated by this trial, but this is a situation that never should have happened. And sure, we have to deal with it. Point, but does anybody win here? My, the point is the conversation needs not be around George, George, George Floyd's character. It needs to be on police reform and better policing and i think right, but for the purposes of the trial it's not about police reform dude it's look, about I, what it's what i get it i know and i'm not talking what, i'm not talking about what it's about i'm talking about what it should be about and that's you know that's not what the trial should be about that's what public policy should be about. and that's what i'm that's what i'm talking about i'm talking about what we should be talking about and i could tell you you know walking through midtown manhattan literally every single day witnessing the cops on the street and then all the homeless drug users on the street and just kind of seeing this, uh, I don't know what you would call it, but almost like juxtaposition of the, the police, which everybody hates right now. And then these obnoxious, I, I, so there was a, uh, what do you call it? Were they those big garbage trucks? Uh, not garbage truck, but like the, uh, you can order it to your house. They drop it off. Big dumpster. Dumpsters. There's a huge dumpster on the street in front of this hotel. Um, right. Probably next doing to construction it. or something. Well, the hotel restaurant went out of business, which fucking blows. It was a little, it was on the fifth floor, but it was a nice rooftop restaurant. And there was the one right next to your office. Yeah. We've been there before. We've been there before. And that, that, that restaurant's closed. Yeah. They closed down. And what they had done was unless they're remodeling, but I'm pretty certain they're closed. Um, they had taken all the, this outdoor furniture, which I happened to be in the market for, for the house. And they had thrown it all into this dumpster. And I was thinking like, damn, this is like, <laughs> they just probably flew it from five floors up. No, they, they, they were carrying it out. Uh, uh, that's and, unfortunate. Yeah. I would have thrown it from five floors up. Um, yeah, I probably would have too, but, <laughs> um, there's laws and they would have gotten in a lot of trouble, but the homeless people were having a fucking field day, ripping all this garbage out of the dumpster in the middle of the street. Uh, and I mean, had I had my truck there, I would have been like, yeah, I'm going to take some of this shit. But these you would have guys, been homeless for a day, too. These guys, these guys were just like grabbing shit out of the truck and chairs and benches and just sitting on it doing drugs in the fucking street. It was uh, the homeless people are, are uh, it's a really there's no good solution on this right now. And it fucking it sucks. It's Christmas wild. Comes just, early. It's just wild to walk around. But yeah. But what are these guys going to do? Drag it and sleep on on a a wicker bench on the fucking subway. <laughs> um, it's better than what they were sleeping on before, which was the sidewalk. Oh man. Uh, 
Let's see. Uh, let me see what else I got. So Smirnoff has a new pink lemonade vodka flavor. A small headline, but I thought that was somewhat relevant to us. I figure um, that I will be at at least one party this summertime where a pink lemonade uh, vodka makes an appearance. What are the demographics of the people that buy pink lemonade vodka? Well, do you buy Smirnoff? No. Me neither. Um, but, when, but I feel like when we were younger, we probably would have. But. Wait, yeah, but like there's there's just the Smirnoff regular triple st- distilled vodka, which anybody can buy. And that's like, that's a pretty neutral drink. But I'm thinking, who's the cr- person that sees pink lemonade vodka and says, that's a product I want to have? And my, well, I suggest that that is white chick shit. It probably is white chick shit. But here's here's what happens, because this is this is something I I love how my brain works when I see it. When I see commercials or even like like cigarette ads and commercials for shit like this, that just they, they paint you like this lifestyle or you watch a commercial where a bunch of people are at a party and they're opening Smirnoff and you want to be like those people. So you do and buy the things that they have. And that's how the marketing campaigns work. So, yeah, it's ad populum. Yeah. And I'm, I'm curious what the ads for this vodka. I didn't I didn't find any ads except for this like pinkish, almost rainbowy looking bottle of, of Smirnoff. Um, definitely flavored vodka is not one of my go-tos for really anything. Um, I like a little cherry vodka with some Diet Coke. And that's just kind of a signature drink I've had for many years. But I drink that very infrequently because it, cherry vodka is so sweet. So, um, yeah, I, I don't do flavored vodkas, although the, there are two flavored vodkas that I think are worthwhile, and that's going to be like citrus vodka, like a lemon vodka, because it's not sweet. Mm-hmm. And then the other is vanilla vodka. Again, not sweet. I was um, I, OK. I was thinking like a Van Gogh vodka or something, which I think is like a no, chocolate. No, Van Gogh's espresso. OK. okay. All right. I, I personally hate coffee, so how do you hate coffee? Man, that's the best thing ever. I just don't like the taste. I love the taste of coffee. All right. Well uh, then you can enjoy your Van Gogh. And but for flavored vodkas, when I was at the bar, uh those were the two flavored vodkas that I used the most. Um vanilla vodka is nice because the vanilla is a pretty neutral flavor, but it can add some smoothness to a drink. And unless you really go heavy with it or it's a very vanilla forward flavored vodka. It's not going to be an overwhelming taste in the drink. It just kind of adds a smoothness to it that I really liked. Um, so I use vanilla vodka quite, quite a bit. I have to, I have to, I have to try it. I got a question for you though. What are you drinking? Um, Bush ice. I had a shot of whiskey when I got back from Walmart. I really wanted to do the cast at the bar, but the bar is all mirrors and yeah, it's got this cool bar lighting like this track lighting on top that hits the mirror. So it's really well lit, but for the podcast, it's too well lit. And the problem is since it's all mirrors, it's all backlit. Now it's not backlit when you're actually standing there, but yeah. for the, the way that the camera picks it up, it's all backlit. Yeah. So I looked at, I was like, this looks awful. <laughs> well, that's um, so what I was saying, you know, get some dedicated podcast space. What I think we should do is we should have someone from the podcast who's into design uh, help you design some uh, some podcast space or maybe help you with the living room. James, you told me that you were kind of having a debate as to whether or not to put the pool table 
in the garage or put the pool table in the living room. And it isn't settled yet. It's not settled yet. I was I was thinking, you know, because the the bar opens to the living room. So anybody who's listening, ch- check this out. Um, James, obviously just bought this house, just moving in. First podcast from the new house. Lots of space. Came out of a two-bedroom apartment. Now you're in a three-bedroom house with a living room and uh, an enclosed garage. Uh, it's a two-car garage, basically, but a, a half section of the garage is not accessible by garage door it would so be you, tough to get two cars in there because you'd have to like get one car in there and then kind of like austin powers it in and then pull <laughs> the other car in yeah so it's uh it, it it's definitely space that you could do something with and that's not by putting a car there um so the there's there that, right now well not on the, i'm saying on the other side of it it would be tough to fit yeah a that's my point so you, a car in there both the, uh, in the in total garage, a car and a pool table. You're saying, yeah, it's one or the other. Okay, all right. Well, so you got a big garage and you get the living room. And I was been thinking about it. I'm I'm thinking maybe the garage would be a better place for the pool table, but also it depends on the temperature in the winter time of that garage space. The garage gets heat. And how comfortable it is in terms of... I'm more concerned about how, how cool it gets during the summer because there are nights in Charleston where it doesn't get below 80 degrees outside. Now, the garage gets central central air. Um, That's cool. So it could, be, it could be a decent spot to play at night. During the day, it would probably be too hot because the central air is fighting a losing battle. But... Yeah. Because yeah. um, the, the garage isn't really insulated, because who cares? Yeah. Well, but um, also, you you know, you want to have some. It needs to be comfortable out there, so you're gonna want to have some chairs or something. Or, or well, something. if we were to get rid of the car in there, we've got the the garage has tons of shelving and stuff. So we've got if we if we move the car, there's a lot of open space of just you know cement and garage. But I'm saying like chairs and something to be comfortable for when you're not the one playing pool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we have we have Emily from my office who's saying that keep the garage for the cars and utility space, put the pool table in the living room. But that's my that's what I've been arguing for. That's well, that's been Emily, my stance, and I'm Emily, starting to get outvoted on it. Emily, but thankfully, I've got Emily on my side. Yeah, yeah, Emily's got your back. So, um, I mean, I I think it's going to give you too much of a bachelor patty feeling. You're not going to have that that comfortable living room space. But what am I? Sure, but you know, it, are you and your brother going to be living there for for the next decade? Uh, after the experience of moving this weekend. <laughs> um, all right. I I I am not moving in the near or longer term future. If I do move, I'm leaving all this shit behind and I'm buying new stuff somewhere else. Dude, moving sucks. I get it. Like I I totally. Uh, but yeah, like, I don't want to get married or have kids. So for this place to have a bachelor pad feel, well, you know, like l- l- let's not false advertise here. Um, you got another comment here. Let's see. He can put a big screen in the garage. That's one. And then I'm sorry, guys, I can't see the names making the making the comments. Uh, a good pool table should not be in a garage where it's open to heat and humidity. I agree. Uh, yeah. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. Um, 
Yeah, it looks and the also like the pool table right next to the bar, it just fits. We've already got a dartboard up next to the bar. That's dangerous. You don't want somebody to throw a dart at your at the mirrors. Um yeah, it's there's probably a good foot or so at least to miss I'm, to the left before I'm a really bad dart player, man. Yeah, so, so we're just not gonna let people that are terrible at darts play. Um all right, we got another one for you, uh headline wise. Caitlyn Jenner considering running for the California governor. What are your thoughts on that? I think that's I think that's totally viable. My head hurts. <laughs> we're gonna have to we're gonna have to bring your brother in. So the thing is, I <sighs> here's I, I could tell you exactly that, what my, that's such a profoundly stupid thing. What you don't know about her politics. I Here's where my head went, and I'm a bit I'm a bit ashamed to say this, but I I can only imagine if my head thought this way, that a, a million other people's heads are going to think this way. So basically, I read the headline: Caitlyn Jenner considering running for California governor, and I and I instantly just thought, oh, I wonder if she still is a dick, and <laughs> which is bad, I know, but that's my thought. You know, that's what my th- thought process was, and then I thought, hmm, I wonder what her politics are, because. That's really the only thing that that matters. Um, but I, I am very curious what her politics are. So and somebody that's been through we don't I don't know if she's at a full sex change. I don't. That's Why stuff, would you want to know? I don't want to know. But well, like, then don't ask. That's just where my head went. But my point is, you know, probably somebody who's been through some adversity and lived it, you know, at times a difficult life and at times a very good life, but probably somebody. When did they could, lived a difficult life? What's that? When when did Bruce Jenner live a difficult life? When he was what? training for the Olympics? <laughs> a lot of sacrifice involved in being an Olympic uh, yeah. athlete. And, and but also, you know, deciding to do a, a gender change or something like that. And a lot and probably someone who would have a lot of empathy for your your many Californians. And so um, but I, I honestly think it just comes down to her politics. That's that's all. I think it's a terrible idea. I don't think that they were a good person before the sex change. I don't think that they're a good person after the sex change. I don't I don't know. I don't know any anything about Caitlyn Jenner, um, but uh, definitely a, a headline that. It was intriguing for me to, to want to bring up. Um, and so a couple other things I want to talk about two things i want to get into what you got going on home decor wise i I just i want to get into kind of what your next couple of plans are but then also before we get there our our recent podcast episode episode 90 which i believe was called just the topic was the title was should i get the vaccine something along those lines yeah, yeah, we're me and the derv. We're giving you shit for not getting the vaccine. We're going to continue to do so until you get it. But uh, it, got, it got pulled. YouTube took it down. Really? Yeah, I don't. I don't know exactly why. But Probably something you said. It it very likely was something I said. I was thirty percent of the conversation. Um, it was yeah. Uh, you can't see on the screen here. But they took it down. Our team has reviewed your content. And unfortunately, we think it violates our medical misinformation policy. We've removed the following content from YouTube. 
Hey, that means we get viewers. Should yeah, but I think it just happened automatically. Um, but dude, I'm I'm bummed about that. Like I'm I'm pretty seriously. Uh, I'd respond and ask them why because. Well, I can appeal it, and I just I I need to actually listen yeah, to appeal that it. episode and and figure out what grounds are to appeal it. But I thought we were having a you know I was I was sharing my perspective where a lot of people will agree with me, given it's unfounded. And everyone should, probably should get the vaccine. And there's nothing bad about the vaccine. They're not implanting microorganisms or you know whatever it was into your into your body. Um, but people have all these fucked up uh, ideas about it. So uh, I'm just not that motivated to do it. Um, Cheryl yeah, there's just lots had, of things that I'm not motivated to do that I still do. There must be some level of motivation or or disincentive for not doing. And that's what that's all I said is there should be some incentive or disincentive, and that and then I'm down like, you know. Yeah, well, what does Cheryl have to say? Uh, oh, she just said she got her first shot. Which one of the headlines I read today was many, many, many people are not getting their second shot. Which, you know, that does not surprise uh, me. I'll tell you that I felt like complete garbage after getting my second shot. I I've had a few people in my office. Uh, that really got knocked out. One one of the guys had to leave the office yesterday. He got the shot on Sunday and halfway through the day on Monday had to leave because he was just feeling like crap. So. It, it, it goes away after about a day. I got my shot at about four o'clock on Friday. Mm -hmm. I felt okay until I went to sleep. And then like I woke up the next morning and it was like I had had eight beers the night before and I had only had two. And I was just like headachey kind of fevery and super tired like i hadn't slept very well it was like a hangover and i just i went to work and i was there for about three hours my boss comes in and says um you look like death i was like i feel like death um so i only worked for about three hours went home and immediately went to sleep yeah i i believe it i believe it i mean it is a vaccine it's a pretty potent vaccine and i mean it is what it is but i don't think any you know i think for the greater good, it would be good if people got the vaccine. Um, yeah, start I'm, with yourself. I'm convinced I had it already, so I don't know. Um, but also, I'm, I'm I'm worried about holding out, and then if they require people to get it to get some type of passport, then I'm going to have to get in a long line of people, which I do not want to be doing. Um, all right, so I, you have a clunky keyboard, man. That's not good. Mechanical keyboard. Um, so let's, let's, let's get back to next steps with the house. So you're contemplating the pool table, um, you pool and Emily want to put it in the living room. Pool table is a little bit farther down the line because it's not going to be cheap and we're all hurting on money right now because moving is expensive and just buying and stocking the house. And I'm probably going to be dropping like at least a thousand dollars, probably closer to 1500 after it's all done with various repairs and upgrades to the house with the with a contractor and the contractor has been great i've got nothing like he's been he's done great work and he's charged a reasonable amount but it's just been a lot of work of a whole bunch of let's make things better you know stuff like installing a range hood kitchen cabinets fixing some electrical stuff fixing some window trim all these little things that well look so, let me, I, I want i want to give you i want to give you a tip on the pool table because pool tables are not cheap. You are correct on that. Um, 
Have you ever bought a piano, a real piano? No. Have you ever sold? I'm answering the question, but have you ever sold a piano? So piano is very expensive to buy, very impossible to sell. So a lot of people end up just giving away pianos. Pianos are worth a lot of money, but you have to find a buyer for a used piano. So you can look up almost any time on Craigslist and find free pianos. Yet people still spend thousands of dollars on pianos. The issue is really the transportation of the piano. So similar to pianos, but not to the same extent, pool tables, used pool tables can be found very cheap. Um, I'm, I've been looking at pool tables for a while. I'm just, I don't really have the space for it right now because everything's getting shifted around. I don't know where the final location of every piece of furniture is going to be, but you can get decent pool tables. You just have to time it and be watching the market for a few weeks to find something hit the market and scoop up a good deal. Well, I found one for $800. Dude, hundred bucks, 150 bucks, 200 bucks. Yeah, but you want a good one. Like you want one that's got actual slate. I I completely agree with you. I completely agree with you. Sorry, you found one for eight hundred bucks, and and it's disassembled, which means that the transportation would be relatively easy because at least like it's all in parts, so I could probably fit it in my car. Now it's going to be heavy, but it's not going to be like bulky. Yeah. Um, but putting the pool table back together is not easy. Oh, I, yeah, because you have to, unless you do it upside down. Which, no, because like, when it's disassembled, you've got three pieces of slate. So you got end piece, middle piece, end piece, mm-hmm. and they all fit together, but they're not notched. It's just slabs of slate. So yeah. like once you build up the frame, you put the slate on top of it, and then you push the slate together as close as you can, and there's screw holes that you'll have it to mount into the frame but there's a gap between the slates, which, mm-hmm. so you have to get some spackle and like get the slate perfectly level. And you also have to make sure that like that, that little seam between the two blocks of slate is 100% perfectly smooth. Yeah. Also, I didn't know that. Yeah. Also the, like the, the felt on the table you have to mm-hmm. put on. Yeah. And that's not easy to do if you haven't done it before, because it has to be pulled tight. It has to be like perfectly smooth, no wrinkles or anything else like that. And you have to like get it fit to like the pocket holes and like the cut so that the pockets sit on top of it properly and, and, and don't bunch. Let me tell you, there's there's certain things that require that are worth paying someone else to do because you're gonna do it yourself and just every time you look at it, you're just gonna be like, "Fuck, I'm so, like, it's just gonna make you miserable looking mm-hmm. at." It. Did I told? Did I tell you earlier? Uh, I'm replacing glass on the house and I had, yeah, when I called you on my way to Walmart. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I have, I bought this plate glass and I have a glass cutter and I'm cutting the glass. I don't have a great surface to work on, so that doesn't help, but I'm cutting the glass and then you have to like bend the glass and hope that the crack line basically holds and it doesn't, doesn't kind of fault and just bring it, you know, crack and uh, I thought there was like a method where you like kind of like tap it there is but a lot of times when you tap it it doesn't follow the fault line that you want that you've etched into it um so that's that's what I've been running into is like it'll end up taking like three inches out of the bottom right corner and I'm just like fuck and I bought like five or six pieces of glass so and you're down to two I'm down to two not not very happy about that 
so so let me ask in the house you got hardwood floors you got carpet looks like carpet behind you carpet in the bedrooms there's tile for some of the hallways and then the the entire the entire house is on a concrete slab so no crawl space or anything like that um and then like the living room and the kitchen i think is hardwood floor on top of concrete okay um cool i like i like carpeting the bedrooms actually uh i just as as long as it's clean and it's in good shape i think it's it's nice to have carpeting the bedrooms it's just more comfortable when you're barefoot which is Mm -hmm. the preferred way to be you know you don't want to wake up out of bed and put your feet on a cold hardwood floor uh you know that's that's my thinking on it so yeah and anytime i've ever had a hardwood floor in the bedrooms i put down a rug on the sides yeah the The only thing that like at some point i'm gonna have like you know carpet wears out so like the carpet in here is is not super new but it's not super old it's probably Mm -hmm. like the mid-span of its life so i give it three or four years yeah and so that means that in like three or four years i'm gonna have to pull everything out of my bedroom to have the carpet replaced i don't care about the cost of it i care more about the headache of having to like move everything in my bedroom yeah yeah i get that um all right. And then it looks like you got white trim and a light gray on the walls. Is that accurate? Um, yeah, it's kind of like a grayish beige. The bathroom is like a gray. Um, it's kind of like the lighting in here doesn't do a great job. But yeah, it's like a yeah, it's like a beige. So then let me ask you, let me ask you this. Are you planning to do painting? Nope. Because I feel like painting is probably like the number one thing people do when they when they move in. Like that's probably the easiest uh way to kind of make a, a space your own so you're not doing any painting though nope i'm gonna be putting up all my posters and crap <laughs> you'll be dorm roomizing your uh your bedroom yeah i said i was going to last week what makes no, you think i changed my mind in four days i know that's i i i think we should hire you an interior designer no uh we, we could start a gofundme and uh hire you an interior designer donate it to somebody who needs it and who will appreciate it <laughs> <laughs> the second part was key there um all right so no so all right anything else uh, uh home decor wise that you're doing uh at this point we're not even ready to assess how we want to decorate the place really because we need to fir- the first thing i need to do is get the rest of my stuff out of my apartment i'm like 90 percent of the way there but there's still the remaining 10 percent that needs to get moved mm-hmm. then it's take all this kind of stuff yeah and situate it properly and just get everything organized and get started on the right like get started positively where things are clean and organized and it's a lot easier to keep things clean than to have to clean up a mess yeah yeah um and we've got contractors coming back tomorrow to finish off a couple different projects um the big one is getting the range hood um completely working so that it vents outside it, it's oh yeah, yeah you told me you're gonna do that yeah the thing about moving in is like you really get to know a new place and when you're looking um there's you kind of overlook some things or you're like oh that won't bother me that much but once you're in there full time like some of that stuff just drives you absolutely crazy so. um so far there really haven't been any nasty surprises here um it the, i i I'm surprised how smooth everything has been. There's a couple of small things that need to be replaced and, and fixed up, but there's nothing where I was like, wow, that's going to be a big problem down the line. 
Yeah, well, that's that's good. That's good. Um, all right, look, so I, I hit most of these headlines. I didn't have any major headlines. Uh, What's your take on the whole Matt Gates Florida thing? Uh, fill me in a little bit. Um, Florida congressman, one of Trump's biggest supporters, is currently under investigation under federal sex trafficking. Mm, I didn't. I I saw some headlines. This, so like I told you, I haven't been listening to the news. I'll tell you day, what. But the but, derv has lots of commentary on this one. Let's bring him in on it on Thursday, okay. um, and he can talk about what's going on with Matt Gates because. So, my personal opinion is the dude's human garbage, and I would love to see him spend ten plus years in jail. Yeah, and it's really satisfying to watch because. It's just like if you take all the negative stereotypes about a frat boy or whatever, Mm -hmm. he's just kind of a distillation of that. Mm -hmm. Of all the negative bro culture crap coupled with blind obedience to Trump and Trumpism. But he's also into sex trafficking. Well, yeah, because the the sex trafficking charges is he had a relation, allegedly had a relationship with a 17 year old girl. And paid for her travel and as soon as she crossed state lines now it becomes federal but so she traveled but it's bullshit though yeah that's fucked up but but calling it sex trafficking i don't necessarily think is the way you're going to sell that to the public when i think of sex trafficking i think it's something completely different now right but the point is like the way that the law is written it's she was underage and he had a relationship with her and when he paid for her travel, as soon as she crossed state lines, it triggers the law for sex trafficking. So, yes, I get that. I get that. And it is sex trafficking and it's, it's sex trafficking of minors, which is the most fucked up part. I think when you say sex trafficking, though, you're leaving out the fact that he was. I, I think it literally like diverts your attention. To the fact that he was there's so much more the- to the story than this. This is just okay, scratching well- the surface. There, there's all sorts, and I don't want to spoil too much because the derv will have a cow. But we'll, we'll, we'll talk about this on Thursday because, and I'll even tell derv, I'm like, we're going to spend like the first ten or fifteen minutes just talking about how shitty of a person Matt Gates is. Well, I feel like that may be more relevant. Character defamation may be more relevant to the topic here than character defamation for George Floyd. Although maybe that's my personal bias that you shouldn't be uh, defaming. George Floyd's character. Uh, Generally, you don't speak ill of the dead. That's yeah, exactly. Um, but I don't know, um, dude. All right, I, I, I'm, I'm running out of stuff here because I. Uh, well, we can wrap and then I can resume on my laptop so I can give you a video tour. Let's do that. Do you guys have an IKEA down there in the in the south? And I believe the nearest IKEA is either Charlotte or Atlanta. Oh shit, that's far. I went to IKEA last night. Um, wooden experience, man. I, I have, let me just run through this because, because we got a couple minutes to, to, to fill here. And, and I want to draw, I want to shed some light on the Ikea, Ikea experience. So Ikea, I'm a little Swedish and I love, I'm, I'm fascinated by the Swedish culture and kind of the Norwegian lifestyle. Um, and every time I go to Ikea, I have this relationship and I just kind of, I watch myself experience the relationship. So I go to Ikea. I'm like, oh, this is kind of cheap bullshit. Like it's poor construction. It's really cheap crap. And they just 
you know, they bring it in on ships and they ship it out to people's apartments and people got to deal with a headache of just buying shitty furniture. And then I go in and I'm like, oh, uh, this Malm dresser is, is actually really nice. This, uh, you know, clitoris uh, wardrobe is really nice. They have all these weird names on. Uh, uh, How did you find it? What do you mean? Ikea? That particular wardrobe. <laughs> the clitoris wardrobe. Uh, the clitoris wardrobe. Now they just have all these weird Swedish names uh, that I can't pronounce. Uh, but so I start walking to the store. I'm like, wow, this is this Flugemeisen uh, lamp is a very, very nice. This Flugemeisen must be a very good designer. So then I start, I start like looking at the bees. I'm like, wow, this is it's actually really nice stuff. You see how they styled this, uh, this uh, 40 square foot uh, home here. And uh, I'm looking at it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I could, I could get down. I could see this in my house. I could see this in my bedroom. And then you go through the store and you're like, oh, they have the Swedish meatballs here. That's oh, like some Swedish meatballs. I think I'll get some of those. I was actually, the, the kitchen, the dining area, the little cafeteria area was closed. I was so bummed. I went at the end, I bought frozen uh, Swedish meatballs. Uh, so, <laughs> but look, so here's the only person I know who does their grocery shopping at Ikea. They, they, so they tore you through this stuff and, and it's like really seriously nice looking stuff. And it's, it's, it's designed very nicely. And then you're like, oh, I like this Swedish minimalistic lifestyle. I need to buy as much as possible. And you wander through a store a little more. And then at the end, they have this shop where you get like, so in the beginning, you just take, you, you, you get this paper and you get these little uh, golfing pens that are like, or pencils that are like half size pencils with no eraser. Cause God forbid you write something, you change your mind, you, you buying it no matter what you record all the, the numbers. And then at the very end, right before you cash out, you go to the warehouse and you have to, and you, you get all the different things. So there might've been one like wardrobe, for example, and then you have to buy the sides of the wardrobe and that'll be one box down one aisle. And then you have to buy the back of the wardrobe and that's down another aisle, but that back of that wardrobe will work for eight other pieces. So that's why you're buying them separately. And then you have to buy the doors of the wardrobe and there's a whole aisle or two full of doors and you have to go to the right area in the aisle and then you get the door. You have to do this all yourself. Some of this shit is fucking heavy. So you got to like get it all and you load it on your, your cart, which the carts now change because I'm skipping the marketplace section. The carts in the marketplace are regular carts, although they're huge. Once you get to this area, the warehouse area, they're dollies. They're just giant. They're just like plate, like the Home Depot kind of carts. So you yeah, can you just stack stuff on them. Yeah. Like so flatbeds. Yeah. So you see all these people pushing like three of these things around. Um, and it, and, and, let me, I, I want to back up to the marketplace. And so you go through the marketplace and the marketplace is like all the furnishings that they had in the rooms. So the warehouse is where you get the bigger pieces like furniture and chairs and tables and beds and sofas, outdoor furniture. The marketplace is where you can get the forks and the knives and the plates and the cups and the artwork and the plants that they stage in the different Ikea rooms. So it's okay. stuff you can basically fit into a cart. And I grabbed the, I grabbed the cart last night. Cause I'm like, well, maybe it'll be something I, I see. I like, and I realized as I was backing the cart out of the store, out of the stall, I haven't used carts in a long time. Cause in Manhattan, you basically, you get the little hand trolley. And when that gets heavy, you're like, all right, I'm not going to carry more than this home. And you walk out. Uh, but since I've been grocery shopping in the suburbs, I've been pushing around a cart. The cart at Ikea was enormous. 
which to me, I was thinking like, oh, this must be a way to get people to buy more than they're expecting because this is an oversized cart. Either way, I went, I, I walked through, we ended up buying a few different plants, just some little plants. Um, and then we got to the, uh, the warehouse section, didn't buy any furniture. And then I went right through and I bought some Swedish meatballs. All right. So you leave the store, you got to load your car. Now, hopefully you estimated what you bought to fit into your car. If not, there's generally a bunch of people like taxi drivers and TLC guys that are outside, like offering to help you deliver the stuff to your house. Vultures. But really a smart idea because I've had that issue before where I bought more. I mean, I drove a Porsche for many years and I would like just take the top down in fucking December and, and fill up the car with as much stuff I could, I could hold on there. One time, you know, Adam, we had an Ikea shelf and the shelf didn't seem like it was that long, but then I tried to put it in the car and it literally fit nowhere in the car. So it went from the front, it was over the windshield and then it just stuck over the car and I had no way to hold on to it. So I took my belt off and I tied it around. I tied it around the shelf and said, Adam, hold, hold on to this. Like your life depends on it because it might. Um, so here's what happens. So you get all this shit home and then you have to build the furniture. And it, yeah, and it, the, the directions are notoriously difficult. The directions don't have any words because they ship this stuff across the earth. So no, there's no language. You just have these kind of smurf looking people and and they and they're kind of doing the actions. And, and, and are like some of the drawings like done by MC Escher? I don't know. That would be do, uh, do you know the reference? No. Who what is what does he do? MC Escher drew a whole bunch of like uh he's famous for like the picture of like the hand drawing the other hand and like the house that has like the stairs going all different directions yeah, i i would i wouldn't be surprised i wouldn't be like, surprised it's just like i've heard that some of the directions are just like how is it that this thing can fit I, in three I, different I, places I doubt, it's, it's two sides and it fits in three different places how does no, that happen i i doubt that it's him but like and i get the reference no mc is dead it's the idea oh, okay never mind then fucking a all right but there's these little cartoony guys and the directions are confusing as fuck and you have like so many different screws and the the biggest issue and here's where i fall out of love with ikea because i get that you got to put it together yourself but for the most part at the end of the day it's all like particle board so if you fuck something up or if you got your electric drill and it's on drill mode rather than the appropriate torque setting which they're not going to tell you anyways torque setting is like It'll kind of stop screwing once it's it's reached a certain tightness. When you yeah, have it on drill, out. when you have it on drill, it just keeps going. So you can over tighten something, and it will just destroy the particle board, and then you basically have to scrap the entire piece of furniture. But so, you can buy just that piece again, right? Well, yeah, but it usually isn't just one piece. Like it'll come multiple pieces, and then you have to. There's no shipping. They don't do. It's not like I don't think they have much of an online store. I think nowadays. You can order some things online, but for the most part, they don't have like a shipping setup. You have to actually go to the store and you have to buy the stuff and load it up. And trust me, I, I was having flashbacks last night for all the bullshit that I bought for the office um, and had to assemble. Sometimes I just hire people to assemble it because it is such a pain in the ass. And that is where I fall out of love with Ikea. So it's like slowly like degrading my relationship where you have to like load the car, load your cart, unload the car, carry it into your place. But 
And I'm like, yeah, but it's still good. Like I still like it's, you know, it's this Norwegian, Swedish, minimalistic lifestyle. You know, all this stuff is eco-friendly. And I'm, but I'm like, yeah. And you know, the reason it's cheap is because not because it's bad, it's crappy quality, but because you do it all yourself, you know, you got to load well, it's the also car. mass produced and kind of modular. Well, but you know, but, but I'm kind of rationalizing still at this point, like, Oh, well, you know, it's not just, it's not bullshit, cheap furniture. It's just good prices because you have to do most of it yourself. Whereas other products that is built into the cost. You know, you don't have to load it into your car and pick it up and buy the different boxes. But either way, then I get it home and I start assembling it. And, and you know, nonetheless, I'm going to fuck some shit up, break something. And then I just got this wobbly piece of furniture for fucking eternity until I get over it and, and you know, yeah. decide to throw the thing so out. So let me, I, wa- I want you to guess on a zero to 100% scale, what are the odds of me ever going to Ikea? Yeah, unless I bring you, probably zero. Or a girl. Oh. You might go with a girl. Why the world would I go with a girl? Because it's an experience, James. You get to experience. You get to experience. And it truly is an experience. And this is why there, there are me. so many other experiences that I could have with a girl that would be less disappointing. I'm telling you, I, I generally, because every, like, my the ending point of every new relationship with IKEA is a bad one. Like, every time I'm either throwing away furniture that's broken or. So just like a girl or yeah, but like, that's why you shouldn't get back together with an ex. Cause like, it's not going to work out. Right. So <laughs> I'm going to learn from your mistakes and not date your ex. But then, but then you go, I ended up being the reason I was at Ikea in the same parking lot to go to this tile store yesterday. And then I was like, well, let's just, let's just go through Ikea. And then, and then I fell in love. I'm like, Oh, this is you do some good stuff here. Uh, all right. On that note, let's wrap up. Uh, James, let me disconnect with you right now. Everybody live, thank you for joining us. Yeah, let me fire up the laptop. And uh, we will talk to you guys on live soon. Thank you again all for joining. And please excuse me awkwardly signing off of online because that's tough. James, I'll send you another link. Yep. See ya. Uh, Thank you guys for joining. That's my coronavirus update, that noise. I'll see you guys in the next episode. I think we're going to be talking about pet peeves. So DM me, email me, text me in the meantime. Let me know what your biggest pet peeves are once again. I like PBR. I just got priced out of it.